Cash flow is the lifeblood of a business. This episode addresses key issues regarding managing cash flow, making better plans and decisions, understanding where you are spending your money, and how cash flow impacts the growth of your venture. Our favorite tools for entrepreneurs podcast addresses tools and concepts that are useful for the launch and growth of entrepreneurial ventures. Your two hosts will be Professor Gary Palin and serial entrepreneur Ryan Button. Hello, Ryan. How are you doing today? Fantastic. What about you, Professor Palin? Doing really well. Things are going forward and things are moving along just fine. Yeah, you sound a little better, that's for sure. Oh, it's been a little bit of a path, but yeah, I'm feeling much better now. Great. Ryan, today I wanted to talk about extremely important concept in not just the start of a venture, but also just the operation of any venture, any company, and that's cash flow. Yeah, absolutely. One could say cash is king. That's a fact. When I used to teach cash flow way back in the dark ages, I'd always give the example of balancing your checkbook. But about 20 years ago, people stopped balancing the checkbook, so that didn't work. Yeah, exactly right. I don't even know the last time I wrote a check, to be honest. Oh, that's true, too. I might write one a month if I'm lucky. Basically, cash flow is the difference between available cash at the beginning of an accounting period and the cash at the end of the period. And that's just a simplification of what cash flow is. Sure. I've always maintained if I had to pick one financial statement to use, I would always say cash flow is the one I need because cash flow, and a lot of people confuse this, they confuse profit with cash flow. Right. They're looking at top line pro revenue or top line profit. So basically, how important is cash flow to both the start and growth of an entrepreneurial venture? Well, cash is king. It is the lifeblood of a venture, regardless of the size of that organization. So no matter what your goals are, whether you're in hyper growth, whether you're in slow growth, what you're trying to project, the cash that's coming in is going to dictate your ability to do that. If you're not organically making that cash, then it's a pretty clear indication you have to start going out and seeking funding. So looking at that cash flow statement is going to inform a lot of decisions for an organization. And cash can, can come from several areas. Ideally, it comes from sales, right. but also loan proceeds, investment infusion, a sale of assets if need be. There has to be more cash coming in than going out, at least on a continuous basis. That's exactly right. You also hear a lot about burn rates. So being able to use that and you can easily get a burn rate off of a cash flow statement as well. That's true. And if you are continually burning more cash than it's coming in over a period of time, you no longer have a business. <laughs> That's exactly right. No matter how big your reserves are, you're going to dwindle them down pretty quickly. And if you start making payments and there's no cash there, then that payment bounces. You're going to have a lot of unhappy campers. Right. One could argue a cash flow statement, if you're regularly looking at it, is a pretty clear indication of the health of the organization. Yeah. And I always like to project out on what the cash flow is going to look out at least six months, if not a year, because then I can predict when I need a cash infusion or some other types of issues. I don't want to be surprised at the end of the month and say, oh, darn, I, I don't have any cash to pay my employees. So I know we oversimplified what a cash flow statement is. How would somebody that has never done any sort of accounting put one of these together? Can you give some actuals on what this would look like? First, I would go and I would just find a template. Right. I would 
plug in the numbers on the template. It, it, you, you don't have to understand the intricacies of it, but basically you have the cash infusion and then you have your expenses over the course of a period of time. And at the bottom is the cash remaining at the end of that period. So you right. have a starting cash point and an ending cash point. And where is that money going? How is it coming in and how is it going out? Comparing what's coming in to what's going out. That's exactly right. If there's some major expenses coming down the road, you want to make sure that you have sufficient cash reserves to make those payments. What a lot of organizations I've worked with in the past, what that big expense is payroll. So depending yes. on when you're paying payroll, it may not be every single statement. So you may have this seesaw motion of building up cash, depleting it very quickly when payroll goes out you know, once every two weeks, once a quarter, whatever it is. And also payroll taxes, you don't want to miss those. Payments to the IRS, you don't want to miss those. You want to make sure you have enough cash, but those are some important issues. If you have a physical retail establishment, you want to make sure you're paying rent. Hopefully rent is every month. That should be an easy one on a cash flow statement, but you know sometimes it's not. It's something I continually monitor. The other thing I often use a cash flow statement for when I first get on a consulting gig is just looking at actuals, right? So utilities. What are they about every month? Can we get 12 cash flow statements up and get an average running so that we can do some really good projections? A lot of times when we get to the projection phase, which is really important, people want to tell me that their utilities are hundred bucks a month. And when we really dive into it, it's nowhere near that. So you're everything that you're projecting just got thrown off. So cash flow statements are really, really good for getting averages and doing projection growth in there. And when I'm looking at a potential company to invest in as an angel investor, that's why I look at the cash flow to see, if, are they predicting reasonable expenses? So for example, if their rent is three times the, the norm in that area, I want to know why. Now, there may be a legitimate reason. It might be the premier location and they're paying a premium for it, but they better explain why it's not in the norm. Yep. The other one is you'll see that you're, looking to invest or for, to become a part of this organization and they are projecting extreme growth or very rapid growth in two months, well, are there indicators that show that's going to happen? Or are they just telling you it's going to happen in two months? Is their revenue increasing you know, month over month? Are you seeing some of this inflection happening? One could call this a hockey stick inflection or not. What is going to make this occur? Whenever I see a pro forma or a prediction into the future and I see a hockey stick growth, which is a basically, it's a rapid es escalation of growth, I'm always questioning that and I always have my doubts. Yeah. What happened in the curve of the hockey stick where growth starts to accelerate to make that occur? Now, also at the startup point of a venture, but also while I'm operating, cash flow will help me understand how much cash infusion I need if I'm looking for investors. Because that cash infusion obviously helps create a situation where initially you're in the negative cash because you have no sales. So that cash infusion will bring you into a positive cash balance, which you have to always have. Right. And to be able to dictate how long that positive balance will last. So how much pressure is there to commence sales? How long do you have until that's an absolute necessity? That's correct. And it also helps me not to get so much cash up front that I'm diluting myself unnecessarily where I can create the investments in stages. I might need round two in six months 
another year after that, et cetera. So that way, the later you get the money, the more valuable the business is, the less equity you have to give for that same amount of cash. Yeah, isn't that a whole nother topic, investment strategy that we could really dive deeply into? <laughs> How much is too much? When is the right time? And who is it coming from? <laughs> now, another simple strategy when I'm looking at this is there's two ways to impact your cash flow. One is through cash infusion, and typically you're looking at increasing sales, which is where most people fall. Mm -hmm. But secondly, I always look at expenses. Am I spending too much money needlessly? Can I cut back on my expenses? Because that will have the same impact on cash is to monitor both the infusion and the outflow. I often see that with startups, if there's any sort of manufacturing in place, when they're doing very small units, manufacturing is extremely expensive. Once they start to pick up volume, can they change manufacture? Can they change the process up? Or can they change who's doing parts of it to bring that cost down quite dramatically? And up front too, I see many models these days with the financials, for example, they will look at buying a building versus leasing a building. And they're sure. artificially increasing the amount of cash that's needed where Long-term is probably beneficial when you're looking at appreciation of assets to own the building, but realistically, your cash flow can't maintain it. Those help with your decisions of lease versus buying. Oh, absolutely. For a lot of the organizations I work with on our monthly C-suite meetings, the cash flow statement is where we start because you're going to see a lot of those types of decisions that happen in monthly C-suites get informed before people start throwing opinions out. So in other words, sleep with your cash flow statement. There, sure. <laughs> Maybe when you're particularly lonely. <laughs> with people that have a phobia for the numbers, I would highly recommend to continually work with an accountant, ideally that specializes in a startup, and even more ideally one that has expertise in your domain. Those are benefits also. But you want to be continually having the accountant explain the cash flow, cash flow statements to you versus getting frustrated and not looking at it. I think financial partner on the team is huge, whether it's a specific accountant or a CFO, whatever they want to call themselves, but someone that really, really does understand. I'm always amazed, just absolutely floored in organizations of how many leads and things outside of the financial world, the financial expert can bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any other components of cash flow statements before we wrap up? Just take it seriously. Treat it like the lifeblood of the organization, and it will tell you a lot about how the organization is performing. I would agree 100%. Well, I appreciate it, Ryan. You have a great day. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to our Favorite Tools for Entrepreneurs podcast. As always, you can head over to profspirit.com to check out more resources and courses designed for you, the entrepreneur. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and others to get the most up-to-date information as it is released. Mm -hmm.